love meeting a new customer. Come on in. Welcome back to Bob's Tavern Cast, the show that's all about Hearthstone Battlegrounds, live from Bob's Tavern. I am your bartender, Jay. And I'm your bartender, Dave. And this show, this is the special Quillbores episode, and you know what? I told y'all the last time that it was brought to you by our lovely patrons, and I even hinted that if you became a patron, there was a really good chance that you could hit 10K. And it was very, it was so possible that I actually got a message from one of our patrons who not only became a patron, but then hit 10K after that. So we wanted to talk about that. And we figured what, what better time to do that than when we needed help breaking down this massive patch with Quillbores. So welcoming to the show, our special guest, Zato Ichi. Zato, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Very well. Recovering from the reset, getting the MMR back up, or at least trying to. I was going to hit an all-time high, and that stupid reset, I was so mad. But uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, and uh, what's your your Hearthstone and Battlegrounds journey? Uh, Well, actually, I wasn't a Hearthstone player at all. I was more of a StarCraft, Heroes of the Storm player. And then when they announced uh, Battlegrounds, they're auto battler um which i had actually hoped was going to be in heroes i thought well i'm going to give it a try and then if it's bad i could tell everybody how bad it is and uh i think the first time i played it i sat at my computer for about three hours and then said well you know what this game is pretty good and it's it's probably been my main game ever since then I enjoy it a lot with the, you know, strategy and I was a math teacher. So I like that, you know, it feels like a mathematical game to me. Like I know exactly why I'm winning and losing battles a lot of times. It's, it's always interesting to see how Hearthstone can bring players in from other games. And I, I think it's interesting that originally you were like, this should have been in, in, you know, hots and it wasn't. And I agree with you. I my bet was that it, they were going to do an auto battler and it was going to be in Hots, but I had no idea. I think I was actually I was actually traveling when uh, that BlizzCon when they announced Battlegrounds, and I was just like, just looking at it, I was like, this looks kind of corny. Not gonna lie. And then I played it and was just <laughs> like, I got to do a podcast about this. I gotta, I gotta like tell people about how awesome this game is. So I'm I'm definitely there with you. But, of course, we're here to break down this gigantic event. The Quillbore update is here. It brought 17 new minions, 3 new heroes, and the first spell that will be a permanent addition, other than the coin, I guess, um, or and bananas, to Battlegrounds. But, as, as Zotto mentioned, we have a refresh. So, the first game that you play, if you haven't played it already... We'll reset your score back to zero, and uh, you'll have to start climbing all over again. And just a reminder, they're going to do this with every major Battlegrounds patch, which they're promising to do more of. So uh, I think they said their plan is they're trying to get up to, like, in the next year, they're going to be doing regular Battlegrounds patches and releases like they do in Standard 
Um, but they're going to try to get to it before a year, but just plan for all that to happen. And as in with most major Battlegrounds releases, they announce a Battlegrounds brawl, and this one's pretty good. Of course, there are different teams. You have Team Briar Brat, uh, Briar Back with Sun Glitters, Slissa, Collins, and uh, Zhao. You have Team Razorfin with Hoppa, CC Leah, Sunbacon Relaxer, which there's a joke in there, and RDU. Team Bristleback with Dog, um, let's see, Portia, uh, Nina's Noob, and Swaybay. Uh, super awesome to see Swaybay on a big event for like this. And then Team Razormane with Nicolina, Crip, Silmiz, and Luna Lovey. So I am oh. super excited about this. I love to see Luna doing an event. I've yeah I I'm I'm torn. Okay, so what what teams what teams is everybody pulling for? I didn't even know the teams until you said them. Um, I I've been out of the loop because of finals plus, um, yeah, pretty much finals like my last two weeks. Um, but yeah, I mean I I would be inclined to root for the team that Luna's on, which would be this us. Uh, I guess that's um Razor Main. Um, yeah, that's Nicolina Crip. Yep. Yeah. What about yeah, you, Otto? I don't think I could root for one team uh, because there's streamers that I watch on every team. So uh, it's it would be really tough for me to to pick one team because um, I watch a lot of different streamers out there, and every team has one or two people at least that I watch on a, a weekly basis. Um, I'm, I am so, so torn. Very similar to y'all. I think I, I've had so many great conversations with Sway Bay, and I'm so excited to see that, you know, Blizzard and the Hearthstone team had mentioned that they do want to take a lot of focus in content creators that aren't the the same content creators that we always see the same, like the same, like five or six. I noticed like Trump's not in this one. Um, I do see, you do see like Crip and RDU and, um, you know, there, there are like a few people that are on that are not here that I'm like, Oh, that's interesting that they weren't invited. And I'm seeing names that I don't recognize, which to me is good. I want to see that. I want to see more names. So part of me is wanting to root for Team Bristleback because it has the most people that I don't know of or that don't have like these massively large followings. Um, but it's so hard not to root for Collins and Slissa. Like, I feel like those two alone are just ridiculously strong. Not, And that's not even saying anything about S. Jow or... Um, Sun Glitters either. Both also amazing players. It's just I'm I'm thinking of like the people that have been like dominating Battleground since day one. And that that to me, like I'm probably gonna root for Bristleback, but if Team Briarback wins, it's like uh, well, I mean, of course. And then the only yeah. other the only other thing I want to add on this is Blizzard has 
said multiple times that they're going to try and do better with the diversity side of their events. This is the best I've seen so far. So I, I will acknowledge, I mean, of course we can always continue. We always want people to continue to improve. We want these organizations to continue to improve, but this is, this is what I hope to see going forward um, in terms of invitational events and the amount of diversity that's included in them. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's good to see Blizzard um, taking a, a solid step forward, considering all the flack that they've taken, and rightfully so, from the community. Um, I think that um, they've done a, a good job so far, and they'll improve. Blizzard has, over the last, especially, like, couple of years, have really tightened up their ship, like, um, and have improved vastly from kind of where things started. I, I will say the only thing with that is I feel like they've done a better job accepting feedback and accepting yes. criticism. That's I, because no, nobody wants to be told you're not doing a great job. So like I, I totally yeah. get that. I think that we've seen just in the amount of updates that they've done to the client, to the game itself. Um, and then now even fixing some of the situations that they've had with, you know, certain points, parts around active, like being like activism and uh, dealing with what was going on with Hong Kong in that area. And then now talking about some of the diversity issues that they've had at invitationals. I think the difference now is not necessarily that the company itself is changing. It is, they are listening mm -hmm. to the feedback of the people that care about the game and they are taking that to heart. Not to say that they don't, they don't listen in the past, but I think that they're showing that they can adapt to that feedback faster than they were before. Yeah, makes sense. But I think that's enough about that. Let's talk about this massive update and we'll kick it off with Blood Gems. A Blood Gem is a spell that you can either get from some heroes, some minions, or sorry, some heroes or some minions, and a blood gem and on its own will give a friendly minion plus one, plus one. So it's like a banana. However, there is a ton of synergy with Quillbore and some of the minions around Quillbore that in the end, you can start having some very massive updates to your minions with a single blood gem. Um, let's, let's just kind of look at like what we're seeing in the meta uh because of blood gems like how many blood gems auto have you have you played in like a single turn what's your what's your high mark oh gosh um uh 10 or more <laughs> um and you know it's like when you say play a blood gem some minions add blood gems to other minions while they're sitting on your board. So, yes, there are blood gems you play, but there's also minions that play blood gems for you. And, and that's when it gets a little crazy because you'll play 10 yourself and then you'll have minions on your board that could play. There's one where if he's golden, he plays 14 blood gems every turn by himself 
Yeah. So it's, it's, it's hard to keep track. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, because the scaling gets so insane. And it's absolutely massive. Like you, you mentioned that some of these minions that play blood gems on other minions, you have cards like Necrolite, which we'll talk about later, which I personally don't think Necrolite is a super strong card. But one of the good things about it is it's battle cry is to steal all the blood gems from its neighbors. So you're not just swapping stats. You're not just stealing the stats from someone else. You're stealing the very particular stats that came from the blood gems. So if you play a bunch of blood gems on a mech or, you know, on an elemental like, like, you know, little rag, if you steal all the blood gems and it's still buffing itself up, like you can do that and have two strong minions, not just one. And I, I think that that's, it's interesting that they gave minions the ability to play this effect on other minions instead of just always throwing the spell into your hand. Yeah, there's a lot of unique mechanics, I think, um, in this patch that ki that make gameplay very interesting. Um, and, you know, the interesting thing about the Necrolite is in the early game, you're always like, oh, do I really want to buff this minion? I might sell it. Well, it doesn't matter because you can always, if they're blood gem buffs, you could just take it and put it on a late game minion that you want to keep. Very true. So that adds a different mindset in the early game that can save you a lot of health. And, and I guess before we go much further uh, into the discussion here, uh, Fish, I know you, you've mentioned you've been super busy, so you haven't had a lot of experience, you know, in client with this, but, uh, Zato, what's your overall take on all of this stuff at once? So Blood Gym, Quillbore, New Heroes, like all of those things happening, like did, did Blizzard knock it out of the park or did they kind of, is it too weak? Is it too strong? Like what's your, what's your feeling? From a, from a game perspective, they knocked it out of the park. But Quillbores are probably more busted than any other tribe on release, including Elementals. Because at least with Elementals, it felt like they're early and mid-game. You could say, well, I'm going to kill them before they get big. Um, Quillbores have a great mid-game. Um, so they're kind of good from the get-go. And then they just keep getting better and better and better. So I appreciate that they added a lot of really unique, interesting stuff. But, oh my gosh, Quillboards are so strong. Yeah, I I would say that I would put Quillboard almost at the, like, in standard when Demon Hunter came out. Like... There's no yeah. reason you shouldn't do this. And if you are choosing, if you're choosing the hard path of not playing Quillbore, then there is like only one option that you can take, which we'll talk about later. Um, I feel like they definitely over overpowered uh, Quillbore. And I know that 
as time goes on, people will find more and more ways to shut down kind of the ramp. But I totally agree with you. Like we were complaining about hyper meta. And then once the game slowed down, we were complaining that the game was starting to feel a little <laughs> too slow. And it's like now like, oh, well, let's just crank the speed up to 15 this time. And, uh, you know, everyone's hyper leveling again so they can get to end game and get the quill boards that they're looking for. And they don't because everybody in your lobby will go quill board. That's right now. That is what will happen. You will have seven out of eight people going quill bore and one person going murlocs and the murlocs person will win um but like if everybody's going after it you're not gonna be guaranteed the cards that you're looking for you're not gonna be guaranteed the the effects that you want somebody will win because they got lucky everyone else will be very very upset so um all in all i think it's it's a great patch but I would have liked to have seen it maybe come in a little weaker. That way it doesn't just feel like uh, like you have zero chance if things aren't going your way. Right. Yes. I. So what I obviously what you're telling, but from what Jay has said, as someone who plays a lot of standard, I remember day one Demon Hunter. I didn't play on day one for Ashes of Outlands when that happened. Um, I maybe played like two games of Demon Hunter um, because I wanted to try it. Um, so I will say that I don't mind them coming in overpowered because I think it's usually easier to nerf than it is to buff um, uh, from a design standpoint, which is why we don't see many buffs when it comes to the actual cards within the within like other game modes. Um, but I, I, but I think they buff battlegrounds more than any uh, like they yeah. do. No, they do. They do buff battlegrounds more than other things for sure. But like, how many times have we just seen like all these buffs just kind of not quite be enough? Versus like nerfs kind of laying things out a little better. Obviously, seeing it be hearing that it's this powerful, um, I have looked at HS replay and there's just not quite enough. I don't think there's quite enough stats in games played. Um, from what I'm looking at, maybe I need to go to a wider range, but um, yeah, I don't have a great way of seeing things uh, because of that, but I, I do uh, <coughs> I do agree that if they're going to be like that, that Murlocs are going to end up being that that thing, like you mentioned. I mean, here here's a great example of just how busted it can get at, at endgame. You have Agam Thorn Curse at tier 5. After a Blood Gem is played on this, give every Finley minion plus one of each type plus one plus one. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong one. That's my bad. I'm going to edit that out. Um, probably not, but which one Dynamic was it? Duo. Dynamic. I'm trying to see if there was another one. Um, so there's Agamagan. Your Blood Gems give an extra plus one plus one. If that's golden, it's plus two plus two. That means every Blood Gem gives you plus three plus three. Then mm -hmm. you have Captain Flat Tusk, which after you spend three gold, you get a blood gem. So every time you purchase a, a minion, you get a blood gem. Every time you refresh your board three times, you get a blood gem. By default, you're getting plus, let's see, three blood gems at plus three, plus three. So plus nine, plus nine 
per turn base. Then you have other cards like Ground Shaker that say if you play the Blood Gem on this one, give all of your minions plus two attack. Then you have Taunt after a Blood, you know, Dynamic Duo after a Blood Gem is played on another Quill Bore, it personally gets buffed. So like, because the cards are so connected to one of one of another, Bristleback Brute is the one I was thinking of. The first Blood Gem played on this gets an extra plus three, plus three, plus six, plus six if it's golden. You can you can give a minion plus twenty plus twenty, and give all of the other minions around it another plus ten plus ten, easily at end game. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna this is gonna need the the almighty the almighty uh and you you uh, haven't super, mentioned super 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 hammer nerf. It's good. This is gonna and there's gonna need to be some real tuning here. And you haven't mentioned the beast that makes all your blood gems give plus two instead of plus one. Yeah. Oh so no, that's Agamagan. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's just, just like insane. Yeah, and, and we're yeah. gonna we're gonna go through you know kind of what the minions are doing early game, mid game, end game uh, a little bit later, but it's just yeah. like I love that they they went for synergy, but it's like. Dang, bro! Can we have a little less synergy? Like, I don't, I don't need, I don't need him to be this connected. I don't need like every time I play a blood gym, every minion on my board gets plus five, plus five. Like, I, I don't need that. Um, I mean, I've we've seen images of boards. Um, Zato, what, what was that board state that you sent me? Oh, the one where I got second, and I had a dynamic, and I had it. Well, the dynamic duo I remembered because they were one hundred and seventy slash one hundred and seventy two. And I lost to bigger boars than I had. Yeah, so I mean, it's like the average board has at least one, if not more than one minion with over 100 attack and health. Which is just ridiculous. There's really, the only thing that could keep up with it stats-wise, I think, is maybe Murlocs with a golden brand. Um... Or Jandis Murlocs because she can swap Prime Offends, but that's about the only thing that can really keep up with them. Yeah. It's funny when I say that Callie, a tier six, even two of them feels slow. I miss Megasaur. That's how bad <laughs> it is. <laughs> nope, I don't. Nope. <laughs> Never will. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we were by the way the to the patrons they they heard us talking about this but we were talking about like th- i wish they wouldn't have i wish they would have gotten rid of megasword like they did but i wish they would have added something in that made that still gave you a megasword like feeling like mm-hmm. adapt all the minions once don't do it twice like the twice is the hard part um but yeah i yeah. mean i i feel like Right now, of course, quill bores need to be busted so that the hype is there. But I also need the other archetypes to be able to keep up. Like, I want big things swinging into big things. I don't want everybody taking the exact same thing. So I'm just hoping they'll they'll get there. But we've still got a lot of stuff to talk about. So let's jump into the heroes that are coming in to... Uh, the battlegrounds and the first one is death speaker blackthorn now zato you mentioned that you actually like this hero i 
I was kind of thinking similar. Like, I mean, passive hero power after you upgrade Bob's Tavern, you get two blood gems. I wasn't thinking about how busted blood gems are in game, but uh, yeah, this this hero is. I won't say all of these heroes. I won't say are like broken. But I think out of all the heroes, this is the one that is like very beginner friendly, makes sense, does a simple thing and does it very well. I would agree with that 100%. And the thing that I like about him is that when you do upgrade and get your blood gems, you can wait to play them. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you could tear up a little faster and then just explode in power because you'll have like six or seven blood gems saved up. So it's like, yeah, you're losing some health in the early game, but then you could be incredibly strong once you reach tier three or four because you've yeah. got your blood gems saved up. I think that's the hardest part that I have yet to figure out is that balance of when to blood gem and when not to blood gem. Cause kind of like what we were talking about with, um, you know, Necrolite, like sometimes it's worth playing them early enough because Necrolite can just give them to something else. And then you don't have to, you don't have to feel like you, you sunk a lot of spells and a lot of buffs into something that you wind up selling like you do with bananas. But I definitely think there is a balance. And I mean, again, 10 free blood gems, like no matter what archetype you play, that's still plus 10 plus 10 in stats. So even if you just held on to all of them, or I'm sorry, six, what is it? So Taverntree six. Yeah, no, 10. There's 10. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. So like I said, overall, the hero is pretty easy. Um, just does something mm -hmm. and does it very well. The next hero is a little bit more complicated, but not too bad. And that's Zyrella. Um, everyone that is a priest main got a little happy. Uh, Yay. Zyrella hero power costs two. Choose a minion in Bob's Tavern and add it to your hand. Set its stats to two. Now, I I like this card for what it does. I think that it'll be a great card once people learn how to play it. Um, the problem that I have with this, with this hero is that it there's so much sunk cost into it. There's so much like I'm going to, I see this, this minion on the board. I want it. Uh, it has whatever effect I'm looking for and it only costs two. And then you reroll and a better minion shows up and then <laughs> you're like, I want that one <laughs> so many times. Like, I feel like, I feel like what I tend to want to do is use the hero power first when what I should be doing is using the hero power last. That way I like save myself the two gold and then use it versus just grabbing the first thing I see with the hero power. Yeah, I use it on buff minions a lot because I don't really don't usually don't care what their stats are. Especially um, if you're just going to sell it afterwards, because then it, you pay more. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. gives her a lot of early game pop, though, and I do like that. Because sometimes the setting it stats to two is a buff. Like when you buy uh, an alley cat, it, you get a 2-2 two -two cat and a 1-1 one -one cat with its battle cry, which mm -hmm. actually makes you stronger than it normally would. So, And then you know, on, on turn five, if you buy a spawn of Nazoth, it's already set 
to two two, so it doesn't change at all, and you got it for two gold instead of three. So early game, it could definitely give you a a, a good economy because things usually don't have really high stats anyway. Yeah. I think the one thing with that, um, of course, there's always the great pirate cheat. Uh, anytime you see free dealing gambler on the board, buy it using the cheaper amount and then sell it because that's how money works. Uh, if you buy something for two and you sell it for three, you made money. Um, same thing with like refreshing anomaly because when you buy it, if you save on your next re-roll, you can buy it, re-roll, and then sell it or and to get like a better board. Same thing with Selemental. Like a lot of these early game minions of like if it's cheaper for you to do it this way and you have a reason to need that extra one gold, do it. Sun Bacon Relaxer, um, early, uh, one of the new quill boards that were announced. Uh, simple, when you sell this, gain two blood gems. Is two blood gems worth two gold? I think so. Uh, yeah, when we talk about that minion, I'll mention his late game impact. Oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's Zyrella. And then the last new hero, Vol'jin, uh, very similar to what he does in standard hero power, swap two minions or sorry, choose two minions, swap their stats. Oh man. Callbacks to the OG Vol'jin. <laughs> this is what old G Vol'jin used to do. He used to swap stat swap health stats. I did not know how to play this until Zotto mentioned it. So I'm going to let Zotto take the lead on this one. All right. Now the thing about him is that you can swap any two minion stats. So it's either two, it's two minions on your own board or it's a minion on your board and a minion in the shop. So the trick a lot of times to say, well, I've buffed a minion. I don't care about now. I'll swap that stats to the Hydra, sell the minion that lost its stats and then buy the Hydra. Can so you... like I had one game where I had a soul devourer, that was like 30 35 but soul devourer doesn't do anything else there was a hydra in the shop so i swapped the stats the hydra's in the shop and it's 30 35 still has its cleave i sold the devourer that's now a 2 4 and then bought the hydra and of course played it so i instantly had a hydra that was like 30 35 and technically in my mind it only cost me two gold so, can you do this with minions that are in your hand? That I have not tried, and I'm going to say no. Okay. I was just but wondering. I will try it next time I get him, but I don't think so. Yeah, I can't think of many, many times. I'm just thinking of like golden, like if you get a golden minion and you're like, hmm. You know, you play the golden minion, you get the next, the whatever the following, the tier higher, and it's sitting in your hand, and then you swap stats using that and whatever, and then you get the battle cry effect. Um, I don't know how often that would make a difference, but I could, I see, I feel like there could be like some random case where like you get a benefit, you know, yeah. doing it that way. Um, the other thing I want to highlight about this is Blizzard. When you're going to learn, I keep saying it time and time again, stop making hero powers that cost zero. 
I was gonna right. actually I was gonna bring that up. <laughs> I'm gonna take exception to that because I want more heroes to have zero for their hero power. Yeah. Okay. I want zeros all over the place. Zeros are fun. <laughs> well, the problem I Shutter have walk. with that... <laughs> Make him zero. He's horrible. Make him zero. Hook See what tusk. Happens. Make it zero. Oh, it is watch, zero. Watch, right. watch everything crash and burn. I mean, that that's my <laughs> thing is I make it all broken or make none of yeah. it broken. Don't yeah. don't make don't make it so that some people get to do something for free every time and others don't. Cuz I can tell yeah. you now, there I'm I'm going to use this hero power almost every time just because I can. Like I might tr I might swap a 6/6 a six, six minion with another 6/6 six, six minion just because I can. Just oh no, you do it on turn 1. So you get your your tide caller, you put your two one in, and you get your one one, and then you slap the one one stats against for a fun. That's a good homunculus, and you get a two four by the by four gold. I had tiered up, and technically I had two two four murlocs on my board because <laughs> the vulgar homunculus appeared in the shop on the second turn, and then I swapped the stats again. So I had two two fours on turn two on my board already. I want them to just really allow for chaos and just make a hero whose hero power is every turn get a hero power from a different hero. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be cool. That would be Reno's hero power. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I like Reno's hero power. I don't want that one to change. Uh, that can be Finn. That can be Finley's hero power. I can see if they if they did a rework on Finley, I could see that being it. But I I think that ultimately that's that would one just be hilarious. But then it would but, be pretty bad too. The, the troll, yeah, it would be a, such a terrible hero because like if you can't plan for something, yeah. What if you get yeah. something like a Rana and it's like. Oh, I can't just I just, just can't have to spend this. an entire turn just re-rolling, but the effects might stay. Oh, that might be good. What if it's like yeah. every time you uh, level no, that, up a that tavern might be tier, broken. <laughs> you get like Chen because you get Reno's hero power, make something golden, then you get Zephyrus's hero power. Try to get a pair and make another no, golden. I, I think it would just be best if it just swapped once per turn, not like every time you used it. But that's what I'm saying. What if you get a hero power that's like, if you get a Rana Star Seeker and you've already refreshed the tavern that much, like that effect stays. So you now get the 10 minions yes. on, on your board. And then from be, there, like if you get something like, um, uh, like you said, Reno or Zephyrus and you make something quickly <laughs> golden, even though the hero power changed, the minion's still golden. Like, I think that that would be, yeah. we got to talk about cool board. Like, let's not, let's not yeah, play. Let's play yeah. <laughs> nah, sorry. We're, we're way off track because <laughs> it's, it's late for me. I want to get, keep going. Yep. The end result, blizzard, stop making hero powers cost nothing unless you're going to do it for everybody. And in that case, bring on the chaos. Um, <laughs> finally, we have 17 minions. Of course, we're not going to go through these one by one. We're going to talk about them in stages. Let's talk about early game. Early game, you've got five minions. You got two that are tavern tier one and three that are tavern tier two. Uh, Zato, what are you? What are you thinking, tavern or early game? How are you planning your best cool board life? Well, if I don't get a token, the Sunbaker Relaxer 
is a great buy. It doesn't fight really well because it's a one-two. But when you look at the two-tier quill bore, the yeah, tier two quill bore, the uh, um, tough tusk, if you need to sell to buy another one, you get those two blood gems and you can use that on the tough tusk, if I can say that, um, to give it divine shield, to give yourself a little more strength in the early game. Mm-hmm. So, so the, the thing about quill boars that's odd, because usually with every tribe you think, oh, this is a minion I never want to buy unless I have to. All the minions are worth buying for the most part. There might be better minions, but none of them are what I call trash. Profit of the boar. <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. Once you play a quill boar, you gain a blood gem. But I, I feel like it's bait. It's it's not, though. If you get, say, on five gold, you get a tough tusk and a profit of the boar. You buy your profit of the boar. You buy your tusk, you get a gem, you put the gem on a tusk, you have a five forward divine shield for your next fight. Mm, now, true. you're not keeping profit on the board long on your board. It's like party elemental. You're going to sell it. But for early game gem generation, it works out better than I thought. Yeah. I think the whole purpose of these first two tiers is to get you a crap ton of blood gems to play. It's just to get a lot of blood gems. Like, I'm looking at every single one of these. Uh, Razor Fen, gain a blood gem. Sun Bacon, when you sell it, gain two blood gems. Road Boar, when you, it's a frenzy. You get a blood gem when it survives damage in a combat. Um, t t we talked about tus Tough Tusk and Profit, and I think that's, like, the main thing about... Uh, the, the at least the first two tiers of quillbores. I will also say unstable ghoul broken in a frenzy meta. It is, yeah. I think I actually <laughs> ran into a bug too, where I had an unstable ghoul and two road boars, and I only got one blood gem, and I was very upset. Oh, but that's unfortunate. I, yeah, but I I think that ultimately, like early game, you're you're absolutely right. You want. Sun Bacon Relaxer, if you see it on the board and you're trying to get blood gems, just buy it. If you don't have anything else to do, buy it, sell it. Buy it, sell it, get your blood gems. Like, if you have the space, if you have a plan, like, you see it, you're like, oh, I can squeeze a Sun Bacon Relaxer in, or I'm not really doing any anything else with this board, but there's a Sun Bacon re Relaxer sitting there, just grab it. You might need it later. It's it's fine. At, at any point in the game. Turn any 15. I will buy a Sunbaker relaxer because those gems each at the late game could be worth as much as plus 10 plus 10. And technically it's for two gold because you're going to buy it and then sell it right away. Yep. So let's talk about mid game and mid game. You got to start making some decisions because the tavern tier three minions in my opinion other than thorn collar which again there's some weaker quill board that you put on your board just to make it last just i feel like mid game is their weakest part of the game um bristleback brute i still say is bait like you're uh, it's 
It's incredible. It's incredibly good. It's it's good, but again, it buffs so fast, and then you want to you want to do something with it. And the blood gem bonuses, I do the blood gem bonuses pass on with necrolite. Well, when you you necrolite something, so say I have uh, my bristleback four, right? It starts as a three three, and say I've only buffed it with blood gems. If I necrolate the gems away, it becomes a three three. So the minion that you necrol that that gets stripped loses all its stats from blood gems. Right, but do you, so bristleback brutes first blood gem gives an extra plus three plus three, so that's a plus four plus four blood gem. If necrolite pulls it off of bristleback boar. Does the minion next to it get plus four, plus four, or plus one, plus one? I believe plus four, plus four. Okay. But I've never stripped from my, my bristleback because it's gotten so big. The only, you know, I mean, I guess you could strip it and put it on a, a divine shield minion. But since it grows and then continues to grow, I usually let it sit on my board, my board because it's just, it's as good as a gold grubber when you think about it. Here's here's where I would trade. I would give a single blood gem to it every turn so it gets the plus three, yep. plus three, and mm -hmm. put all of those on Agam Thorn Curse in the end game. Because after a blood gem is played on this, you give each minion of a friendly type plus one, plus one. Another option you could do is you could, after you have Agamagan on your board, then when you get rid of it, now those are plus five, plus five blood gems. And... I mean, you also have something like, what's the other one? What is the other one? Um, there's one that when you play this, when you play a blood gem on it. Oh, yeah, Dynamic Duo. When you play a blood gem on another quill board, it gains plus one, plus one. By stealing all those blood gems, you're going to trigger Dynamic Duo to just pop off. So now you're giving two minions. You're giving one minion, you know, plus 15, plus 15, and the other, you know, plus five, plus five. So I feel like I feel like it's it's a good mid game card, but I think that people buff it and then hold on to it when they should be buffing it and then trying to pass those on to other quill board that are going to give it more. And if you're running something like Banner Bore, you don't even have to play a blood gem on it because Banner Bore will do it for you. Yeah, that's that's the best combo if you will or at mid game is when you have two brutes and one banner bore you put the banner bore in the middle and you're automatically getting plus eight plus eight that's crazy I mean, sorry. yeah every turn yeah it's it's it gets out of hand really quick so yeah there there's a lot and again i'm maybe maybe i'm exaggerating then mid game is probably stronger than i thought well but. and then dynamic duo is maybe the one of the most busted cards in the set dynamic duo because is the most busted card in the set i mean it's a, i mean it's a it's a four cost minion that plays like a late game card yeah well what it so is so you so you so it it just it just starts your late game ramp so early, right? Is that kind of what I'm getting out of it? Yeah, because whenever you buff, you put a blood gem on any other one, it gets that one buff. gets buffed. That one doesn't need so like so dynamic duo. Bore, 
doesn't yeah, get so the, the blood gems, buff, everything else does. Yeah. So yeah. it grows really, really fast. And you play something it like Bonker. Be, it should be tier five. It should be. I, I agree. I think yeah, I think both Bonker and Dynamic Duo will get bumped to tier five. I don't know Bonk. about Bonker. Bonker's crazy. He's bonkers. But I think moving one of those, I hope they I hope they just don't go full nerf bad. I hope they kinda try a couple. I want to see but. Bristleback Knight go down to tier four and Bonker go up to tier five. I, I like that. I'm looking at Bristleback Knight and I I could see it, that one getting dropped to four and then just trade it off with that. It makes sense. Yeah, but when you get him that early and you start being able to build up that divine shield that can get divine that shield makes- again... That's, no, that, I, that's fine because here, here's the thing i would rather get that card early and have to start working to buff it than to wait until end game where basically it just gets itself buffed for no reason like when you have cards like charlga on the board where it's just oh you know what give it Give it a blood gem. Why not? Or you have Agamagan where now, oh, give it a plus two, plus two blood gem. And, you know, when you're basically getting five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten blood gems every turn, it's really easy to buff. Whereas in mid game, you might get two or three blood gems. And if you're putting it on that, you can't put it on anything else, which means Mm -hmm. that you start to making decisions about do I put, you know, where do I put my banner bore? Where do I, where do I, or what minion do I use Necrolite on? Like, I want people to have to make tough decisions instead of just being like, oh, well, if all of them get buffed, it's not really a big deal, right? Yeah. I need one bait minion, though, here. Is Ground Shaker the bait minion? I'm not going to call it a bait minion. I'm not going to say it's the best, but it's very viable. Like I had one where I did not have a lot of scaling because Bob hated me that game. But I did have several Divine Shield minions. So I did have some blood gems. So I brought the Ground Shaker and started throwing my gems on him in an attempt to make sure I could get top four. Because mm-hmm. he can give a lot of pop, but it's only for one turn. You know, because it's kind of like um, the Dread Admiral, where, it you know, the buffs go away at the end of combat. So I don't think it's bait, but there are definitely better choices. If, if you want to hear bait, well, I mean, one... Golden bird. I'm telling you, there's no bait oh, in no. the quill board. There, there's That's bait. The problem. Thorncaller is bait. Thorncaller is good, but well, Thorncaller when you can't kill it is bad. Like it, it messes your placement up so much. Because I've my plan was to do. I did a golden macaw with Thorncaller being the only death rattle, and I was like, this is awesome. But then I started like having like board size issues of like where do i put this i gotta move something yeah either that or you just gotta argus it and taunt it up <laughs> you just double down yeah yeah i think thorn collars 
it feels like something that you could put it in the tier two realm and it would and just lower the stats a little and it might become better that way well i i buy it on tier three depending sure. on the options i bought i yeah oh, oh for sure early tur- er, when you hit turn three initially uh tier three yeah. initially for sure if you're um, not like that makes sense see thorn collar don't get it no 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 but you're you're taking it when you hit tier three obviously um yeah if i'm on eight gold and i don't want to tear up and there's one there especially if i you have, might just take it yeah yeah I, I think because I, I can see the synergies with everything, and I love it. But I also love that they made a, that they made Agam Thorn Curse as a card. Um, well, let's let's because, jump into end game and and talk yeah, about it. Sure. All so right. yeah, I I because I'm bring I went I went straight into late game. <laughs> in my thought process um and i think agam Thorncurse is really cool obviously it's not something you necessarily play in a quillboard comp obviously because it's after a blood gem is played on on thorn curse you give a friendly minion of each type plus one plus one and i really like that that the um battlegrounds team decided to add a quillboard card that works in menagerie the, I because word um a menagerie board with a light fang and then the two quill boards. Yeah. The thorn curse. And, and then Charles. I think, and then I, and then I think I had, um, bonker. Oh, bonker. So okay. Bonker was making me the gems and then I would put it on the thorn mm-hmm. curse. And yeah. since he usually gave me two gems, it was like, I kind of had two light fangs on the board. So it was yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, just, I, it's super solid. I, I think so as well. I think it's solid, but I think in this meta, it's not strong enough. Well, if you're doing menagerie, it can be another piece because it can technically buff itself because it's a quill bore. So if it's your only quill bore, it'll buff itself. The problem but I have with that, if it's your only quill bore, how are you getting your gems? Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that's how yeah. you should play it. I'm just saying in a menagerie board, it's not bad to have. Yeah. I I you know, feel I feel menagerie is not strong enough at the moment to keep up. Um I would like to see some synergy with mechs though, because I think the constant recycling of mechs could be a solution. Uh you mentioned you mentioned something uh using what was it at the beginning? Oh, using something like Vol'jin to to just basically build these stupid sized like mm-hmm. mechs that can keep giving them like busted deflecto bots that just keep getting more and more divine shields. Like, yes, mm-hmm. I need that in my life. But yeah, right now, like, and, and that's kind of, that's going to be like the last thing that we talk about. It's like, how do you stop this? But um, I, I think that the problem with Agam thorn curse is I have a hard enough time buffing anything other than like in-game beasts to be strong enough to take out two or three plus 100 plus 100 minions Mm -hmm. i can see that for sure um i i think it's so fascinating because like mentioning how how you kind of look like menagerie kind of being maybe too slow or not strong enough 
I look down the list on HS Replay, and I, I, I granted there isn't that many games. Like, comparatively, there's like, you know, about... It, if I look at all players, all MMR ranges, there's 1.7 million. And most of these most of these heroes have Menagerie as their best comp. But that's and I don't. everybody's trying to go Quillbore, and you just can't. Not everybody can be Quillbore, so they wind up swapping off to Menagerie at the end when you, like... I feel like you have to build a menagerie board. You can't just go, oh, well, this failed. Let me switch to menagerie. Sure. I think it also depends on your focus. Like, I don't play for first. I play for top four. So menagerie is still pretty decent as long as you have a couple poisons. And I know that that's uh, on our docket for later. Um, sure. At getting you top four still, if you get a brand, a couple mm-hmm. of light things, and you know, yeah. or an agam to take kind of one of those spots. But the thing is, is that you do need two win conditions again. You know, it's kind of like with the spell meta. Um, I felt you needed two win conditions. And then when spells left, it was kind of back to okay, I could just have one win condition and get there. Like Taunt Comp was really good at getting top four. You don't see it hardly at all right now. Nah, it would just fall you know? so super flat. Yeah. Yeah. So Menagerie could still get you top four, but you're, you're not getting first unless you get some perfect Amalgadons. Yeah. Sure. And that is like looking at, you know, when you have two poison Amalgadons and you've got like the, th- it looks like you've got the three Quillbore set up. Like the board is practically quill boards, but it's got like light fang and two amalgadons with a cave hydra, with agam charlga and um uh agamagan. Yeah. So I mean that makes sense, and that's for the best hero. Currently, by in the metrics of all players, it's the best in the top fifty, but not in the top twenty. Is Omu, who has an insane pick rate comparatively to most other things besides like maybe some newer stuff yeah it's and ramp. some like omu is insane because it's ramp yeah. i i i'm surprised it took this long to become like the a lot best. of omu players right now are, are saying he's the four on four by turn yes. four you will be on you tier are four. tier four yeah. yeah i used to Which be four on five <laughs> i used to be four on five with him so it's it's i mean Again, just take your damage and then come back and beat everybody. Like, mm-hmm. it's fine. I mean, warlocks. That's that's their entire gameplay. <laughs> it's just like yeah. take damage, dump your cards, get get really weak, and then all of a sudden win the game. Yeah. <laughs> well, except for right now, because you're don't don't play warlock, you will probably lose. Um, <laughs> let's talk about these tier six minions, because sure, there's there's a there's two new ones and i feel like again charlga at the end of your turn just just give everybody it is the oprah of minions you get a blood gem everybody you get a blood gem you you know what i'm golden and i'm feeling happy you get two blood gems (laughs) you know it's that why why and then it's a seven seven especially with agamagan existing as a card and it's a 7-7 seven, seven that buffs itself. 
Yeah. That's what gets me. Light Fang doesn't buff herself. No. But I call him Charlie because I hate saying the full name because I can never remember these names a lot of times that they pick. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. he, he, he buffs everything. You got a, a golden boulevards on your board. He's going to buff him. Everything gets buffed because yeah, everything gets buffed. You know, has nothing to do with minion type or anything. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's why I'm saying cards like Bristleback Knight. You need to have them early because if you have a Bristleback Knight and you have Tralga, it's just too easy. GG easy like that. I mean, it's you're done. You don't have to do anything. Oh, Agam. Well, not even Agam Thorn Curse, but. Oh, I just realized where Agam Thorncurse gets broken. Like you said, play Agam, mm-hmm. play the Amalgadons, play Lightfang Enforcer, play Tralga. Yep. yep. That's 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 exactly what the comp is. You, with an Agam with it with an Agamagan just to make, yeah. you know, more yeah, so that so that that way your your Charlie is giving at least plus fourteen plus fourteen every turn. <laughs> yeah. Including your light fang. I've seen yeah. light fangs that have been like in the 30s and 40s. That's just not right. Yeah, light fang's supposed to be like the weakest minion, but everything else is strong. It's it, it's not. It ain't right. <laughs> it just ain't yeah. right. I, I have no other words, but it ain't right. And then, like I said, Captain Flat Tusk. I feel like... I actually Captain, like this. I actually like Flat Tusk. I Pretty. like the card. I... Out of the two, I want Charlga over Flat Tusk. Oh, 100%. I, unless I, you have a Golden Hogger. You have a Golden have a Hogger. Hogger. Yeah, mm-hmm. then take Captain Flat Tusk because since you get your gold back and you're still spending it, you can generate like 20 or 30 blood gems per Wait, is Hogger, is Hogger a... Uh... Tier 5. Yeah, I, I played against the guy and he had the Captain... Flat yeah, but tusk. is Hogger a Quillbore or is Hogger a pirate? No, it's pirate. Hogger's a pirate, but what it is is that you could put blood gems on anything. Sure. So he used the Hogger to buy and spend, and every three gold you get a blood. Oh, gem. that makes so sense. So when it's golden, sure you go flat tusk. Free. You go flat tusk plus Hogger, and you you and you, you go infinite. Go on infinite. The makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, my I, boomer eight AP. I, I, I didn't I didn't put it together in my head until you. So you said that. Flat yeah. Tusk Hogger Agamagan. <sighs> Good night. <laughs> oh, this makes me not want to play Battlegrounds, <laughs> but also really want to play Battlegrounds. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's so busted that you're like, I don't want to play yeah. this game anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm having a lot of fun with what I'm doing. Besides taking finals, those aren't fun, but... <laughs> No, my free no. time is full of fun. It's full of fun Hearthstone that isn't BGs right now. All right, so we've we've covered we've covered kind of Quillbore at each set. Let's wrap it up with how do you stop Quillbores? And there's there's only one word. Uh, murler, murler, murler. Well, yeah, that too, but poison in general. Uh, yeah. In, in the show notes, there's an image. You might y'all might have to refresh. Um, the ultimate scam board. Um, you have a uh, golden. Uh, what is it? What is that called? I can never remember card names when I'm podcasting. selfless hero. Yep, selfless golden selfless hero. Two of the poison one ones. Two, <laughs> two poison murlocs. 
a uh, the spores my X nine ribbon dare. Yeah, you even gave it a golden baron just to make sure it was full <laughs> scam. Nice. <laughs> so like that. That's just like yeah. So everything gets divine shield. Um, everything has poison. That's that's how you beat these because that mm-hmm. is one thing other than other than the two other than bristleback knight actually just bristleback knight none of well, them tough, are... tough tusk can have divine shield but i usually don't have that on my board still by the end game yeah so yeah but unless in, he's unless he's golden yeah in game the only card that i see that has divine shield is going to be um that bristleback knight and even then at tier five, if I don't have um, something like a Charlga, something like um, a Dynamic Duo, I'm probably not going to get Bristleback Knight because I don't I don't need it's... something to swing into it a thousand times if if I have a one seventy one seventy minion. Yeah, but he's still good to buy because you could transfer a lot of those gems to him and make him pretty big right off the bat. Yeah, but I mean, I would but, rather do that with like an Amalgadon or or with, or I guess even at Tavern Tier 5, I'd rather do that with uh, half of these, honestly. I'd, I'll take a f- really big Sneeds. <laughs> like, that, it sounds stupid, but at the same time, I'm going to laugh while I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here trying to like figure out what the heck. Well, I was trying to figure out the minions on that comp. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I mean that like like you said, right? Like this exact comp looks like it can do very well against Quillbores because lots of divine shields, lots of poisons, um, you know, poison murlocs are pretty good, and they don't and. You don't need to have them be massive. You can have them be massive. Um, but at the same time, this this thing that we're looking at has a 4-3 rock pool and a 4-4 um, Murloc war leader. Like the war leader buffing the guy like and everything else. Nothing. The, the thing with the highest attack is the 2-4 health and the 5-5 five, five attack. Um selfless everything else has one or two yeah. like and that board won so <laughs> yeah it's, that's that's quite good it's very uh it's very dumb but well, i think the poisons, other thing yeah. oh go ahead i think the other thing that you can try is cleave um i've i've cleared some stuff with cleave but cleave is just so hard like you have to have such a big hydra or a big um i almost called him megatron <laughs> uh like it's it's just so hard to do and it, it's just not worth the effort i would say like if you have if you have that high apm beast game where you have the golden goldren and the golden bird like by all means like go for it but at the end of the day, a Myxna is just so much easier to put on your board than all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
poison scam, I think, is always going to be one of those strong counters to big minions, you know? So poison scam's always going to be there, and it's always an option. Does APM Pirates beat this? Um, it can. I saw a Reno once, and he had gotten uh, uh, a golden hogger, of course, two golden salties, and I think he even had a golden brand so that when he played the pirate that buffs on how many pirates, that did. So, like, five of the minions on his board were close to 200. I, and I'm like, I think he's going to beat the quill boards. I, I went out in fourth, I think, in. so I don't know how the game ended mm -hmm. up. But I, if you, if you, you know, hit everything, then I think you got it. You got a chance to outscale them. This, uh, <laughs> this that's that's something. <laughs> Double scallywag, two golden cadgars. A golden Eliza and a golden Baron Ribbon Dare. <laughs> that feels like a lot of overkill, but he just he's he, uh, on the Reddit post. It said the Scallywags were one thirteen, one thirteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. But yeah, I think I think right now while. Everyone is playing Quillbore. If Murlocs are available, just go Murlocs. <laughs> just, 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 you know, get rid of it. Because <laughs> uh, everyone else is going to go Quillbore. Um, and you'll have plenty of Murlocs for your choice. Especially if you have something like if you're playing and you have Murgle as your, uh, or not Murgle, um, Freaking what's his name? Flurgle. Flurgle. <laughs> You're playing with Flurgle. Like <laughs> this is Flurgle's time to shine. It's like never before <laughs> have I felt so important. What about playing? Oh no, 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 no. I was thinking about what about what if you play Daryl with with this, but I don't I don't think so. If if Elementals couldn't bring Daryl back, then I don't know. Yeah, Daryl was all right once spells left. He was back to, I think, more consistent top fours. But yeah, in this meta, I, I wouldn't go near him. Yeah. Um, and since people ramp up and sell their minions a lot, I've seen rags have some games a really tough time. Because there's a lot of times where you'll see people on turn uh like three and four have zero minions on their board because they've sold them so they can tear up yep I, I saw that earlier i thought i was like oh well this will be an easy game if three people are afk uh, <laughs> and, and and then you realize wait a minute they're already on tier four <laughs> they're not I was, afk i was the loser all along <laughs> uh, and whatever you do whatever you do do not do not play as Mukla. Oh, Mukla. Oh, man. 
Rip my bullet. Do not feed the animals. <laughs> like, don't feed the wild hogs. D- no. Don't give them buffs on top of their already buffed buffs. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's it. That's, that is this patch in a nutshell. I'm... I'm liking it. I mean, of course, it's fresh. It's new. There's a lot going on. Um, I'm going to try the new heroes. I, I've only gotten to play Zyrella. I, I haven't seen any of the other new heroes. And um, I've been trying to slow down so that I can level a little bit faster instead of trying to just crank out games and not doing well on them. But all in all, this patch is pretty nuts and I can't wait for everything to get nerfed so that eventually people will just stop immediately going Quillbore. Yeah. And also I always, I always put throw out the, uh, I'm glad I, I always throw out the, how long until it's no longer in every game. <laughs> Cause that's what makes it so unbearable. Yeah, it's the first. Um, I think it's the first month, though. It's so long. Yeah, it'll be a month oh, to six gosh. weeks. Yeah, yeah, month to six weeks. My climbing experience won't be fun unless I get really good at quillbores or like really good at murlocs. Let me see what the patch notes say. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, I don't think they announced it in this one. I think they did it in the the get ready for quill war. Um. Okay. No, I don't see it. I don't see it in here. But yeah, I know that Quillbores <laughs> will definitely be around for a while. Um. Mm-hmm. So just just kind of get used to them always being there, and then eventually one day they won't be, and you'll be like, "Whoa, what what happened? The game the game feels different now." <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's going to wrap up this episode, this packed episode. Oh, my goodness. We've been recording for an hour and a half. And the first 30 minutes of it went to our patrons. Again, thank you so much, patrons, for helping keep the show going, helping cover those hosting costs and and allowing us to continue to talk about all of this stuff for you. If you want to join the patrons, again, talk to Zotto like, you become a patron 10k it's right there you can do it i believe i was i was 8k i became a patron and then on eu i got it up to 11k i mean mean, cause and effect i guess exactly causation (laughs) you know all that stuff but I I, I want to make sure we, we give everybody time to let people know. So, uh, Zotto, thank you so much for coming on to the show, being a great guest, being our our subject matter quillbore expert here. Uh, where can people find you when they pull off that completely insane quillbore board uh, and show it off? Well, they should be in our Discord so they can post that those cool boards so I can see them links in the um, show notes yeah i'm not i'm not really a, a a streamer and stuff like you guys are i know you guys are all over and uh twitter and stuff like that but i'm in a lot of discords and love talking about the game and uh hope folks join us to talk about more stuff 
because it's an interesting game, even when you have a busted tribe. It's still fun to talk about. Fish, what about you? Well, seeing as my semester's ending, I'm going to be doing a lot more Hearthstone streaming. So I'll be going live, I'm going to guess somewhere between four and four and six times a week when I don't have commitments. Um, so you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash drfish, D-O-C-T-O-R-F-E-E-S-H. You can find me on Twitter at drfish. Again, same spelling, D-O-C-T-O-R-F-E-E-S-H. Yeah, I'd love to. And also, you know, join the Discord. I know Jay's going to probably say that as well. But yeah, come join us. Great community. And uh, let's enjoy Quilt Wars together. And as for me, I'm actually, now that I've got my, my full vaccination, I will be getting ready to travel again because of work but that's not gonna stop the tavern from being open we're still gonna be bringing shows i've got my mobile rig ready and i am pumped but in between episodes again if you want to talk to us you want to show off those big boards you got to do it in the discord there'll be a link in the show notes for that come join us it is always something happening between between the folks in the discord just showing up boards that are just like why why do you do this like like i don't want to see you in any of my lobbies with that mess like get that out of here but uh yeah if you want to talk to me online you can do so probably on twitter is the best way at kjay miller is where you can find me uh yeah so that's going to wrap it up for this episode again zotto thank you so much for being a great guest being a great expert but cheers to zotto cheers to the patrons and um do we cheers these quill bores because i don't know yet but after that finish your drinks because the tavern's closed everybody get out time to leave welcome back to cena now nobody is time Weapons outside, Hawkeye. You know the rules. Welcome, Krasiki. Your dark corner is ready for brooding. Eudora, we have to have a little chat about your tab. I didn't know you were in town, Chew. Still cracking heads? You are a diamond in the rough, Always a pleasure.